0: Two, three, four. Is it a scarf, or is it half of a sweater? From what I've heard, it could be a third of a poncho. There's no excuse now not to be knitting, because you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting. Is it a hat, or is it a out of a blanket, maybe a ball, or even a show for a baby. There's no excuse now not to be knitting, because you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting.
1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Truly Mutual podcast. I'm Libby, and this is episode... I've forgotten to look it up again. <laughs> this is episode back from wall gathering. I was at Goal Gathering last weekend and just out of Melbourne in Australia. It was awesome. So I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, Let me tell you who I am first. I'm Libby. You can find me all over the internet as Trudy Myrtle. I'm Trudy Myrtle Photos on Instagram. But come and say hi to me on Ravelry too because we have got a Ravelry group there. We're just wrapping up the end of our knit along and um, I'm sure there's going to be more fun and games in our Ravelry group. It's a really fun group of people um, in there really nice group of people so it's super supportive so come and say hi I think that's all I've got i design designed knitting patterns I'm going to show you some anyway let me tell you about the weekend oh my goodness I had such a good weekend um, so you remember ages ago I'll put a link in the show notes I interviewed Karen from World Gathering and it was just before I'm pretty sure it was just before last year's World Gathering um, I don't think she'd had it by then, so last year was the first time that Karen had hosted this event called wool gathering um it's a, a three four day event it was three nights you stay for three nights in Australia just out of Melbourne um and she's held it in a venue uh, on an old farm called Tandy and I'll talk more about that soon too um anyway Karen had this idea of pulling people together and focusing on the community of knitters and pulling people together and just letting people enjoy each other and and you know get on you know how knitters just get on it's amazing isn't it I've been thinking a lot about it lately Um, when we're from such diverse walks of life but there's something about knitting that just it just it, it just reaches deeper it's there's something about it and we just feel like you know people you have this kind of common thing that I don't know. You, it, you can't kind of put it into words. It's very difficult to articulate. Anyway, Karen, I think, wanted to grab hold of that and run with it. So she started these events. Last year was the first one, as I said. This is the second one. And this is... I taught this year. I taught a couple of classes. It was really good fun. Um, but it was the best event I've been to. I think it might be the best retreat in the world, actually. I'm, I'm Seriously. <laughs> it was so good. I just think... That emphasis on community and that emphasis on um, everyone feeling part of it and welcome, and it's not an exclusive thing. It's a very inclusive approach. It just totally works. So it works to make you feel like you're important and you're special and you're part of something. And what, what she also does is, um, with the help of her very amazing aprons, these three women that help her, were fantastic. Um, everything is totally seamless behind the scenes so it was like an absolute treat. No dishes, no dinner to prepare, meals were just there, arrive, the next thing that would happen would just happen, it was very seamless. From my point of view you never noticed um, any sort of you know peddling to make it all happen. I did arrive a day early so I went over last week on Wednesday I had a great time. Karen picked me up from the airport and we um, popped into a couple of shops on the way. I'm going to show you all the bits and pieces that I bought next time, I think, because this is going to get very long otherwise. I've got some other bits and pieces to show you as well. So I went to a couple of yarn shops. I went to Maker Maker, which was beautiful, and I went to the name has gone out of my head. It's really bad. I hate the way I do that all the time at the moment fabulous yarn shop it's in my head I can see the door it's on my Instagram I'll show you next time and I bought fabric it was beautiful uh so we did that we had lunch out we met up with Helene who's Happy Go Knitty from New Zealand she came over too and we drove out to Tandy and we got there for the evening and then went out for dinner um so I was there a day early and I got to see the behind the scenes effort huge huge effort that goes into putting one of these events together um it was, it was really good, I just, I was instantly relaxed when I was there, I just, oh, I really needed it, I really needed to get away, it was a really good time, I loved, loved seeing everyone, I laughed till I cried a lot, Um, you know, in the evenings, we'd have a glass of wine, and we'd sit around and talk, and some of the evenings got really late, I was up really late, not every night, because I had to teach, but um, a couple of nights, I was up, I had a just a really good time and I laughed and laughed um, sometimes I cried there were a couple of times through the course of the weekend that people shared stories you know really vulnerable stories and now they moved me to tears um, I met up with people that I've already met here in New Zealand and then I've already met in Australia and it was great to see them again and uh, it was just it was one of those it was just filled me up it was one of those events that filled me up I can thoroughly recommend it. I'm definitely going next year, if she'll have me, <laughs> if Carol will have me. I'm definitely going next year. It was so good. But I've been thinking about it, and I've been thinking about how important it is, you know, to have these shared experiences. And, you know, it's really fabulous to buy beautiful yarn and to um, get all our knitting patterns in our knitting and to share all that stuff, and we all love that. But actually, I think we need to remember that even though some of these things are expensive, and they can be, Especially when you're traveling from another country, um, you don't never forget those shared experiences. Those are you, they're just so special, and I just think even if we can't travel long distances, and even if we don't have um, the money to spend on them, there are ways that we can bring this sense of community into all aspects of our knitting life and connect with those people that we have those bonds with. Um, we can have dinners before festivals. We can meet up for coffees. We can make the most of some of these things like we have this a um, lot of knit-alongs, you know, between Australia and New Zealand down here, the Kiwi Kanga knit-along. There's another one going at the moment following all gathering. We could get together. We could actually see each other and enjoy each other's company. Uh, knitting doesn't have to be a solitary exercise and I certainly for someone like me, I... You know, I get a lot of energy from being around people. And uh, so it's good for me to, to get be around people. Yeah, so I wanted to say that. Just, I think we need to make the most of our community. I'm, I really feel strongly about that. And Helene from Happy Go Nitty and I, on the way home, we talked a lot about this our Australian, New Zealand communities and, in our, you know, in our yarn industry and how there's a lot of connections now across the ditch. Um, designers working with yarn over there, Yanni's working with designers here. Um, we have, we are forming quite strong connections and I think I'm really keen to work more with that because um, I, I, I love the idea of using local yarn and I love the idea of working with local people but Australia has to be my local as well because we're very small down here and the, the idea that together with Australia and New Zealand there's amazing things happening happening here, absolutely amazing things, and together we're so much stronger. It's so much richer. So I'm I'm really really interested and keen to keep supporting this cross cult, you know cross Tasman uh, collaborations and and working together and yeah and so for you I think trying patterns of people from Australia and yarn from Australia. Or if you're in Australia, trying them from here. Or if you're in neither of those two places, just reaching out and um, seeing what else is available, just a little bit further away from you. I think there's a lot. There's a lot in it. There's a lot of fantastic community that we can build with that. So I wanted to talk to you a bit about the place I was at and the things that I've been doing. Um, I have to tell you about my plane ride over though first. What a disaster. I think the whole weekend, I was really tired when I left. I was really tired. I was a bit flat. And um, so to get away was really, really good for me. And I got myself ready. I thought, I'm going to take some really simple knitting on the plane. I'm not going to knit anything challenging this weekend because it's going to be really hard. So I have this beautiful um, fiber company Road to China Light yarn and this heavenly green. I'm going to show you another time the particular yarn. Uh, and I thought, I'll take that, and I had this idea in my head of a shawl that I want, a wrap shawl, shawl, and it starts with a reasonable sized, just gar- garter stitch body, easy, it's pretty easy, you would think, you would think. Um, anyway, so I started, I cast it on, I wrote up what I needed to do to get down to the border before I left, um, the night before I left, I swapped my metal tips, for wooden tips, because I know other people take metal tips on plane, but I'm, I am still I still don't want them to take them off me. I just really don't want them taken off me. So I swapped my metal tips for wooden tips and um, off I went. And it was fine. And I sat down on the plane and there was a really lovely young guy sitting next to me. And he was from out my way, actually. He was farming out here. And um, so I was chatting away to him and we were chatting about all sorts of things and knitting. And I was saying how it's absolutely fantastic because as a knitter, you just anywhere you go, you can knit, it's great, you have these long plane rides, you have weights and queues, you don't care, because you can totally knit, and um, I was, you know, I was feeling pretty clever, as I was pulling out my knitting, and getting ready to go, and I had my movie set up, and then I realized I brought the wrong size needles, and I needed four and a halfs, and I brought fours, and because in my head the night before, I was thinking, sure, fours, and I hadn't I just hadn't thought about it and I totally bought the wrong needles so I was sitting on the plane after this conversation and it did cross my mind that I could just knit I thought maybe I'll just knit I had four hours of flying ahead of me and I thought maybe I'll just I'll just knit I'll just knit and when I get to the other end I'll just rip it all out that that did cross my mind and then I thought that is really desperate actually Libby don't don't do that you just don't do that, don't knit the whole time, so I thought okay I'll, I'll pack it away, and then I had sort of heart palpitations and a mild panic about what what do you do now like what what do you do now without knitting i don't I don't remember sitting actually i have have not sat for that long and not knitted and I don't know how long, so I thought well I'll just have to uh, watch movies and I have to watch movies anyway because I'm not keen on flying so I try not to look, look outside or think about the fact that I'm in a plane but I just watched movies. I actually watched The Greatest Showman. I really enjoyed that. Um, I really enjoyed the music, the dancing. I love dancing. It was great but it was so weird just not to have knitting and of course no one on the else on the plane had knitting. Yeah, everybody just watched movies or read their books or whatever but that was a challenge so that don't forget the right needles on the way back i made absolutely sure i had the right needles with me because i had taken all my tips with me so i could just swap them over but so that wasn't a great start was it that was uh that was a little bit ditzy to start off with um so prior to going to uh wool gathering and tandy i had decided i um i don't quite know how my decision making happened but anyway last year i decided that i would knit a couple of things in Tandy yarn to release at Wool Gathering because you know, I was there. Um, Tandy yarn is beautiful, I hadn't used it before and I was really keen to just do something, just to commemorate going and to support the event. So I decided I'd try a couple of things. Um, uh, They sent me a whole lot of yarn, which I tried out and had a look at. Um, There's there's actually, the yarn is fabulous. There's really good choice now um, on weight and color um, I'm going to show you what I chose. So um, the first thing I decided to do was a cardigan. Sweater, cardigan. I couldn't decide whether I'd do some sort of jumper. I ended up with a cardigan and I've used um, Tandy um, Origins DK. So Oranges, oh, Oranges, <laughs> orange Origins um, is a range of colours that's been developed with Briny. Um, uh, I'll put links to her stuff in here. And she's she's looked at all the colours of Tandy and has developed a colour palette based on the colours of Tandy. Tandy is really old. Um I'll talk to you a little bit more about that in a minute. It's it's a it's absolutely beautiful place. It really is beautiful. Uh it's such a lot of history and um mood there. It's yeah, it's really it's really fantastic place. But anyway, she found found these colours of Tandy. So this is persimmon. It's a beautiful persimmon. I love persimmons. <laughs> it's probably why I chose it too. Um, there's a beautiful persimmon tree in the courtyard there. Um, they're very pretty trees. And I decided that um, the yarn. It's a plump, extremely soft Polworth yarn. So Polworth sheep were developed by the um, family who have grown tandy. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, anyway, I decided it would handle cables really well, and it did. And I wanted something a little bit interesting with reverse stockinette. So I've designed this cardigan Piper. And I released it last week before I went. And it's another one of these fun constructions where you start at the back and the collar wraps around. I've talked about that before. It's a very similar construction to my florrie cardigan. Only this time it has cables and ribbing and long rib sleeves and drop shoulders. And it's just really cozy. I don't know if I'll put it on for you. It's really tricky. But um, I'll put links to the pattern in the show notes. And all the show notes will be at um on my blog so i'll put a link on youtube and if you get my emails about my uh podcasts it'll be on there as well so piper is fun lots of you have liked it and um it was really nice to see people at tandy buying more tandy yarn to knit it up with so that was piper is one pattern i released when i was there and the other one um was a bit of a mission actually I didn't end up knitting this one myself I started it I realized I just would didn't have the time to finish it so um, I got um, Steph who I often use I I often use I've started using Steph a bit more to do a bit of knitting for me um, for some of my samples and she's a beautiful beautiful knitter so she started knitting what I had done originally and made some changes to and then she showed me a photo and I completely changed my mind about it so I changed it and rewrote a bit and then sent it to her and then um it just got a bit too big and my tester started it and it got too big and then I panicked and I thought oh i I'm not, i just I just had so much to do and I thought I'll just dump it and steph talked me down she laid it out for me and she sent me a picture and I changed the end and and now I absolutely love it <laughs> now I'm so glad i didn't i didn't um I didn't ditch it. So what I use for this one, this is Maycroft. Is she's a really big triangular shawl. And you see I'll hold it out. Really big triangular shawl. But it's not your regular triangular shawl. She scoops up on either end so it's much easier to wear. Gives you a nice bit of length in it. Um, and at the bottom has this amazing... Oh, I've picked up my thing. At the bottom it has this amazing fringe. And that was the thing I always knew. I wanted something just a little bit boho with a fringe on it. I just had this desire... To wear something with a fringe. I think the yarn. This I've got two types of the yarn. I've got the um, natural Polworth four ply uh, or fingering weight yarn for the gray, and then I've got another one of the origins color in the fingering, which is called Basalt um, for the blue. I love these two colors together. They're really, um, they're just cozy. They're really cozy. I, I think they're striking together. Um, so I've just got this arrangement of panels, and then the end, the fringe. You can make it as long as the grey panel, so it just gives you some nice balance. And I've just totally fallen in love with it. When I was a little girl, um, my mum, it was the 70s, um, my mum used to wear a lot of long caftans, because it was the 70s, and um, ponchos over the top. And she had this poncho with a long fringe that I remember. And this is what this reminds me of. It just, and so it takes me back to those feelings of, I don't know, feeling really secure as a kid. Um, my mum and her big long fringed poncho so anyway, I love this Piper it's just fantastic, I'm going to wear it this winter I mean it's just so great, great over jeans just gives a bit of to your outfit, so anyway that was Piper so I released those two yarns I had a few others to choose from, I've got some beautiful Polworth yarn here so Polworth sheep were developed um, by the Dennis family who have owned Tandy, the farm there um, since the 1840s Um, long story they came out from England and um, where they are which is similar uh, to where I am here the the ground can get very wet there's a bit more can be a bit more rainfall it can be a bit wet or they actually where they were in Tasmania I think originally Um, so they needed to they had merinos that they'd bought and merinos I can't I couldn't have merinos where I am here that the soil is is too damp it's too damp in the air and so they had problems with foot rot and fleece rot I think you call it fleece rot as well um, because it's just too damp so they set about to develop to change the sheep and to develop into a breed that would handle that damper weather better so they got hold of a British longwool sheep um, which is much used to a damper climate and then bred them together and created a pole worth and the pole worth that they created isn't the pole worth they have today they've they've kept evolving it they've added in black so that the now the sheep are uh, they were traditionally a white sheep and now they are really pretty sheep they remind me of a little of my suffix with the black faces um, and they have black on their bodies, so they can get a range of colors from the sheep um, so they've done heaps of development with their sheep and I was I was speaking to um, Alistair and his partner who are running the farm uh that you know breeding the sheep and looking after the sheep and they were talking about getting bigger you know developing them to be a bigger sheep so originally they originally they were really useful because they were dual purpose sheep they were a good meat sheep and they were good flesh you know wool sheep so that you had choice um you had choice and but when times went bad so you know and, and when you needed to eat and you needed to sell them so anyway, over time they've developed them. The, so I've used these beautiful. They're soft, they're light. They have those characteristics of merino, um, but they, but they just don't have that. Um, I don't know why. I don't really know why they don't have that um, status of a merino because it's a, To me, it's a. It seems like a. I don't know a more useful yarn. They're not as soft. They're not as soft, but they're not. They're and they're sort of pilly, but they're not as bad as your your softest of your merinos so from a garment point of view and a wearing point of view I think it makes more sense to use pole width. so pole are everywhere now but they, they started there at Tandy we've got a lot in New Zealand um, but they started at Tandy so it was really special for me to be there in the place that it all started I, I really like lo- I just love those sort of connections so when I was um, Tom sent me a whole lot of yarn to try and um, I decided on those two but he also sent this one which I can't I have, I'm just going to do something with it at some point, and this is a ninety percent with and ten percent mulberry silk. It's a fingering, and it's luscious. It's just luscious. It smells of sheep, it absolutely smells delicious. And um, it's again, it's going to be light, airy, beautiful drape with the silk in it, and but cozy. So it's that sort of in that weather when the days are cool and there's a little bit of dampness in the air. This is this is what you want to be wearing. I think this for a shawl. I'm gonna I'm gonna try this in a shawl so I tried to take some video when I was away I tried really tried I'm uh, I realize I'm I enjoy the party and I enjoy the event to the um, and I just I find it really hard to document things while I'm enjoying them so you'll have to bear with me and all the things that I've got for you uh, I've got a whole snippets of videos for you um, and you're just, just going to have to bear with me through this. So what I'll do is I'll put, after I've finished telling you about them, I'll put up um, uh, a whole of videos. The first lot is from um, a mill down the road. So I, I tell the story in one of my videos about this yarn. But for, the, for this year's wool gather, gathering, um, Karen came up with this idea. I think it was Karen's idea. Came up with this great idea to create a new yarn. That would commemorate this year's wool gathering. And everybody received a skein when we were there. There was a survey that went round. And we were asked whether we wanted DK or fingering. Um, I can't remember all the other questions, actually. It might have been about colour. Um, uh, and there was a name question. Which name? There were just a few questions to try and narrow it down. And then what happened was um, Tom at Tandy and Isabel and Nick At Great Ocean Road Mill down the road, got together and designed a yarn based on what everybody wanted. Well, there's you know, and and something that was workable. And they've developed this yarn, which, again, is heaven. And it's an alpaca merino, alpaca merino, alpaca Polworth blend called Eva. And I talk a bit about more about it in one of the videos. Now, I didn't know much about Great Ocean Road Mill before I left. I'd heard about them. Um, I followed them on Instagram. I knew that they'd released a yarn a year or more ago called Henry. Um, that everybody was—I hadn't used it—and um, I was interested to find out a bit more. So when I got there, um, I sort of it just sort of, sort of unraveled for me as I got there. It sort of was re- revealed. So the yarn was developed, and then I got a chance to meet um isabel and nick on saturday they came out with all their stuff they had a bit of a market at wool gathering um in the apple store and they brought all their beautiful yarn and it really is beautiful yarn <laughs> i was super impressed i it was luscious and soft and some really interesting br- blends and some beautiful colors that they're creating by um mixing uh, merino and alpaca because they have alpaca they have about i think 19 alpaca isabel said um, they get in other alpaca as well but they've but they're blending their alpaca and other alpaca they've got with other yarns to create these just interesting artisan yarns I it's it's so interesting so I had a long talk to them on Saturday they stayed on Saturday night um, and we had a really really late night um, I didn't have to teach on Sunday so I stayed up late talking and talking I really enjoyed their company I had a long talk to Nick about the mill and scouring and um just their their commitment and their effort to um, produce a low impact yarn, and I had a long talk to to Isabel Isabel's actually from Germany, and I just had a long talk to her about all sorts of things life <laughs> as well as as well as yarn i I just had such a good time speaking to them so the next day, um, me and Claire from Knit Share Love and Helene from Happy Go Knitty but managed to persuade Georgie from Ticky Knits, who, to be honest, didn't need much persuading, to drive us the hour that it took to get back to Nick and Isabel's um, mill so we could go and have a look. Um, and it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. So we left in the afternoon. Um, we ate fresh figs off their trees and fresh apples off their trees. We admired the alpaca. They showed us around the mill and talked us through all the bits of machinery and I bought some yarn. So I actually bought, um, I actually bought this one, which is an alpaca merino blend. It's called Apollo. It's a worsted weight yarn, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make a hat out of it. It's this lovely charcoal grey brown, um, and it's sort of heathered with, um, it's heathered with what looks like a cream alpaca. Although I didn't actually ask them that particularly, but it's so soft, it's so soft, it's going to have lovely drape, I've got an idea for a hat in my head, I was going to knit one, um, I was going to knit another one, and then I thought, I might just just make one up, I probably, I, I have no time to make one up, but I might have a, I might have a whirl, anyway, um, so I took some snippets as I went round the mill, they're a bit ropey, um, I've really got to practice with my camera, because they are a bit ropey, and, uh, but I did my best, and I've tried to sort of snippet them together so you get a sense of the mill and a sense of them but what I am going to do is I'm actually, they don't know this yet, <laughs> I'm actually going to Skype them and I'm going to do a proper interview with them because I think you guys really want to hear about what they're doing. Um, it's so interesting, it's so so inspiring and uh, I think, I just think you'd really enjoy it. Enjoy it, their story is really cool. So um, so after this you'll have the little snippets from Great Ocean Road and um, but know that I will come back later and I'll, I'll give you their full story so you can hear about their full story. Uh, I also tried to do an interview um, with Tom at Tandy because there was no point in going to Tandy and not actually talking to him. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know about, I tried twice, we tried twice um i waited till the end of the weekend which was probably a mistake so we were really tired and uh and it was just too busy before that to actually try and and sit him down and i was intending to do a really you know informative interesting um educational kind of interview but uh it's it we were tired it was sunday and it's uh well accepted that tom is um He's quite a babe, so um, there was I. I just I was a, found it quite hard to concentrate <laughs> on what I was doing. My professionalism just went completely out the window. So you've got two goes at this because I realized after we finished recording the first one on the Sunday night, uh, we'd completely forgotten to talk about the yarn, which is what I wanted to talk about as well. So I said, can we just try again? In the morning before I left, so he was very gracious. He's a lovely guy, really gracious, and he was happy to sit down and have another chat. And that one isn't such good focus, so it is hopeless. I was hopeless at this videoing. I've got to practice this video interviewing. I will get better. Um, anyway, I showed um, my husband, Bren, Mr. Myrtle, um, the video, the videos, and I but I showed him the one with the the fuzzy one. I said, Do you think I should put it up because It's just not quite in focus. It was in focus and I think we sat back and we just went anyways, hopeless, hopeless. Um, And he said he thought that it had enough and he thought I should show you, I've put it in because he thought that it had some interesting stuff in it. So um, I hope you enjoy them. You just have to, um, yeah, I hope you enjoy them. It was fun, it was really fun. But um, anyway, the whole weekend was amazing. I had a really, really good time. I hope you enjoy the video snippets that follow. I'll be back in a couple of weeks. I'll show you what I bought while I was away, and um, if you get a chance to go, not just to Wargathering, gathering, although I can thoroughly recommend it, and I think next year's tickets will probably go on sale around about November. Um, if you can have a chance to get to an event, any event, go. I just go. I, I can't recommend it enough. Just getting in touch with those people, your tribe. They are your tribe. It um, may not look like it. They, we're all from different places, and we come have different experiences. We're totally different ages, but they really are. They really are. I just so enjoy the people. That, that I just so enjoy other knitters. They are such fantastic people. So if you're going to be at um, Woolfest in Auckland in a couple of weeks' time, I will see you there. Um, I'm around a lot this year. I'm going. Then I'm going down to Christchurch, and then I'm off to Napier. Uh, I've got to make the most of this. It's just fantastic. I love meeting up with you guys. So have a lovely couple of weeks. I hope you get lots of knitting done. I will see you later. Bye! Okay, so we've had the mill now since
2: August 2015 um, and we started off as doing mainly commissioning work for other people, especially in, in the alpaca world, and that it never really sort of took off much. Um, so we, uh, we decided about a couple of years ago slowly to start investigating, um, doing our own yarns and been building really on our own yarns, so what kind of yarns we wanted and so forth. Um, and I guess the, the kind of messages we've gone to, or what kind of fiber we wanted to use and where to source them from. So about a year ago, I guess, um, last year, bull gathering was our first big out, outing. Um, where we had our first yarns on display. And yeah, we've come a long way. So we're very particular where we source our fibre from, so we, we really want to keep it as close to us as possible. We only have 19 animals ourselves. They're not going to provide us with all the fibre, so we do buy fibre in. Um, and But all the fibre we've got from an alpaca perspective is all from Victoria and all from selected farms because. We do believe, we know the farmers, we know how they treat the animals and what they breed for, and so forth. Um, our superfine merino we actually got from a farm up the road, which is about 50 kilometres north of us. Um, and it's 17 and a half micron merino, so it's lovely and super soft. And then of course the pole we have from Tandy. grow more. These grow faster. But it also becomes stronger Okay, I suppose it does because the protein builds the no, fibre Yeah it stronger. Yeah, and I
0: feel actually the softness 55 degrees. And unlike the washing machine at home, it just doesn't agitate <laughs> <place. laughs> <laughs> It spins out incredibly fast, <laughs> um, but it never agitates, so,
3: aged, so
1: it's not a problem of fibre. fibre. Yeah, <laughs> so just in here, And then they can buy it as rovings. So
3: basically, that's. So it takes that roving and twists it. Salt and peppery look. So, as I said, we do three strands. This basically just takes some of that twist out. So we're trying to get a balance out. Our scales go to three decimal points beyond the gram. So our 12 meters, we put that on there. We say that's 7.21
0: grams. So I'll get my iPhone out
3: and say 12 divided by 7.21 is giving me 142 meters per 100 grams. I'm in the right zone for that yarn. And if that's not right, then I'll go back, make some adjustments come back, measure up another 10 odd metres, do it again, and keep tweaking until you get to the right and... That's great. <laughs> okay,
1: go tell me about Back
3: to Back. So, it's a competition, and it's how do you get, how, how quickly you can take a of a sheep and put it onto a human, uh, so it's a back-to-back competition. So there's eight people in a team, including one cheer, play cheer. And uh spin it and then hit it. And at the minute the world record is four hours and thirty minutes.
1: So you like, do this here?
3: No. Oh. All around the world. So, around it, the world. It, it, so it happens sort of in May June each year. Yeah. <clears throat> and then um, and so like, the I think there's kind of teams in, in the in the in the in the US and in Europe and in Japan for do this actually. you see that? Don't know, don't know, But it's certainly there have been over the years. So it's in its twenty-second year, isn't it? yeah. and um, the reason I know about it is because Mum set it up, and it's a it's a cool thing. that's now a Guinness record uh, event, and um, and the idea is to bring people obviously together all around the world yeah. to, um, to, a, to to make to work on woolcraft, and also to support research into cancer. So it's a, a really great event. Yeah. Um,
1: so she was obviously involved in the meeting. Was playing park?
3: No, neither. She they was just are... the organiser. Oh okay. Yeah. And so it, it's um uh the, the the team that currently holds the record has like uh Miriam Teagles, the world's fastest knitter. You might not. Have. I agree about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: awesome. Awesome. So do they ever where do you have to go yeah. and Could they even do it here? Amazing. <coughs>
3: Imagine it. It would have to be a poly ship. Polish ship. Tell me a little bit about Polish yeah. ship. Why
1: should we be using <laughs>
3: You don't have to use it, that's the thing, it's it's choices, isn't it? What
1: do
3: do you love about them? Um, I I like them that there's a story of kind of diversity in it and sort of tweaking something that maybe was good enough but not quite the best that it needed to be for the environment here. So I like it because it's a a story of adaptation and change and and I think there's got to be ongoing stories of that to make things interesting and to keep things improving. I mean, it's no longer once what it was. There's lots of genetic improvements all over the place, but um, for them, for poppers, I think they're cool because. Blah, um, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: blah, but, but. <laughs> no, but I was up there yesterday at the Shearing Shed, and they were talking about um, strip grazing right. and doing interesting things with waterways yes, yeah. and coating, possibly coating more of the sheep, which mm. means putting a coat on. For yeah, yeah.
3: The of that. Yeah, so so the coating we've been doing for about forty years, and that's um, and that's to protect the wool fur uh, from a cleanliness point of view. So for hand spinners, it's about having a really clean fibre to spin in.
1: Yeah.
3: Um, but the stuff that about strip grazing is to, uh, is to, with a focus on microbial activity. So it's to keep the soils healthy, because obviously with good soil, we have good grass. With good yeah. grass, we get good sheep, and,
1: and it's good not- sheep have good wool. And it's not just regular grass, because yesterday when we were out there, you were pointing at the grass. Yeah, yeah. And you were telling us... Things. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Those things were around about um, having different species in the the soil, so that it's um, uh, not just one one, uh, paddock full of uh, one particular grass. We want Mm. diversity of uh, species so that the sheep can choose their own adventure. They can choose their own meal, Mm. um, and they can pick out the grasses that they want to eat when their body suits or it tells them that they need to eat a bit of that. But also for the soil sort of where there's things with the deep roots that can carry up moisture from the bottom uh, to the top to, to feed others. Um, grasses as well is, is important, so mm. um, yeah, that's that's the main thing. We're not um, putting the monoculture of grasses, it's, yeah, there you go, there's an interesting line interesting. monoculture of grasses, that's what everybody wants to hear about, right? <laughs>
1: I reckon you do, don't
3: you? Yeah, we yeah, do, yeah. We do. Well without grass there's no wool, right?
1: No, exactly. And it's beautiful wool. It's absolutely beautiful. And I, I knitted those couple of things I've just knitted with your pole with mm. wool. And it's soft and it's light. I love it. I think it's really nice. But the other thing I wanted to say was we are just was Sunday night. It
3: is and we invaded your house. Isn't it?
1: <laughs> it's definitely well in point for you, yeah. I've had an absolute wool. Yeah. I've had such a good time, but You've been pretty overrun with knitting netting work. I don't mean
3: There was there's <laughs> one. There was a, but he wasn't a
1: participant. Oh, but, yeah, at he was. A, so he works at the oh, But I one. said nothing to
3: him, so I don't. Yeah,
1: worry. <laughs> yeah. But you grew up with a bit of netting in your.
3: So life. this very room that we're in has yeah. in the home of workshops. So a long long time so um, I mean we'll get into anything mm-hmm. but, but certainly the idea of getting together and doing craft and communal activities is not new to Tandy. Mm-hmm. and um, and so I, I, I really enjoyed that part of it because it was always a bit afternoon tea that after when I got home from school and I could kind of get in have some food maybe have to listen to a little bit of chit chat and then you know sneak off but yeah um, but yeah it's a it's a pretty Daunting, intimidating world to step into and uh, We're so kind.
2: <laughs> We're so kind.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's good. Um,
3: but uh no it's it's fantastic to be able to provide a venue that already has a heritage of yeah. of, of what's going on in Warcraft that's um that we can kind of tap into the spirits are there of you know? Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: Oh. Hi. Hi. Can you tell me a bit about Tundi? Yeah, sure. To tell us, tell us your favourite bit and how how it started. A little bit
3: about. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it was great again because there are so many people from all around Australia, and New Zealand, that have come together to do uh, their craft, and, and that's something that's been going here for a long time. And um, and so Tundi is a, it's just a family farm. We've been doing it since eighteen forty, but it's it's just a state of family farm. So um, these days it's. It's about sort of adding a little bit more to the wool, but initially back in 1840, it was just set up as a wool growing farm. And then each generation, on the sixth now, has sort of taken that wool growing thing and expanded it a little bit by developing the poly sheep or turning it into a black and coloured sheep or by turning it into a value added product with the yarn and blah blah blah. Mm. And so these days, it's about adding that next little stage to the process, which is uh, getting into people's hands and communicating about how to do wool craft. So. Um, uh, it was a, yeah, a, yeah exactly. Yeah. So so this is this is one of the things that's um, really exciting about this weekend, yeah. where we involved so many people in that chain um, to produce a, uh, a product to put out in the, into the world. So yeah. it has our Polworth wool in it, and so, so that's It's not my, Eva. This is Eva. Th- this is Eva. Yeah, exactly. yeah, So this
1: was launched. This was pretty cool actually because um, we knew a yarn was coming, and everyone has already loves your Polworth yarn and and Isabel from down the road with the alpacas. We, so people had known a little bit about them, mm-hmm. although I hadn't actually known a lot. Um, and so we had been consulted, hadn't we? There was a survey that went around to say, what do people want? And so we knew that something was brewing. And then on Saturday night, uh, there was a live stream mm-hmm. from Isabel and Nick's mill down the road. That was really fun. Yeah, so They yeah. Skyped, we got to have a look around the mill by Skype. And then um, new yarn um, exactly yeah, and, games, yeah. Okay, right and
3: so it's called Eva it's called Eva yeah it's a lo- named after a local uh, a local uh, legend who yeah. survived a shipwreck just on the coast down here and um and it's got pole worth in it so that's yeah. been found here um by my brother and my dad um and then it's mixed with a bit of suri as well but it's um it's a really nice sort of spirit of collaboration i suppose that draws yeah. in so many different people in this in yeah. this little industry yeah,
1: yeah it's, it's great a, it's a DK. it's a light I can't wait to lift actually and have a go. It's, it feels like I saw a swatch and it's it's like a perfect jumper walk to me. Okay. It's sort of light, sort of bounce to it.
3: And you know what? It's also good to, to die when you're a little bit drunk. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: recommend that to okay, I,
3: So, Nick is the other bloke that was here for like a small amount of time, which was really great. And, yeah. uh, and he and I escaped with some, some
1: yarn you know, to go and um, die. Yeah. It was really fun. So there you go. I mean, we saw it, that the other night late when it was all wet. Did mm-hmm. it come out alright? Well, it was beautiful of a day. Yeah. All right, <laughs> surprisingly really good. good. Surprisingly <laughs> good. Oh no, it's great. So you can get like,
0: people can get hold of this from you though. So it's got your beautiful bowl in it? It's got nothing as if I was out like it. forgot cool. what is it Yes, it is. Yes, that's a good fun. From what I've heard, it could be a third of a puncho. standing, and you can do it sitting. Is it a hat, or is it the start of a blanket? Maybe a ball, or even a show for a baby? There's no excuse now not to be knitting, because you can do it standing, and you can do it sitting. There's no excuse now not to be knitting Cause you can do it standing And you You can can do do it. it sitting Take out your needle Um, yeah.